0: It's me, Brandon, and welcome to Breaking the Wall podcast. We are in April, well into audition season. And what I want to talk about today is certain positions that you might be seeing popping up on job postings or audition postings. And these are apprenticeships, internships, and work-study positions. Uh, These are kind of confusing because each company has their own definition or each organization has their own definition about what these positions entail, what the responsibilities are, um, and what it actually means to be an apprentice or intern or a work-study student, right? Um, So what I want to start off by encouraging you to all do is do your research about what this job is. Don't just assume, oh, it's an apprenticeship. This is what that means. Because everyone is different, they're each going to ask you to commit in a different way. And before you commit, you need to understand what you are committing for. Um, Most often, these jobs, if you want to call it, they are jobs. Uh, But the reason I hesitate is because most of the time they're unpaid labor, right? Right. You are offering your time for free um, in exchange for your services, in exchange for your dancing, your abilities, your time, right? And actually, sometimes I saw this a while back. There was an apprenticeship offered that you had to pay to get the apprenticeship. Or sorry, you got the apprenticeship and then they asked you to pay to accept. So I don't know what the fee was. But I'm like, that is so wild to me. Why would we as professional dancers, as people who have had an education um, or are well-trained at what we do, pay for to do a job, right? And that's where I think a lot of times the, it gets murky, it gets confusing about what they are. So that's why I want to do an episode today. And I want to start off by encouraging you all to know what you're committing to, right? We need to know what the responsibilities are. And ideally, you're doing that before the audition even happens. You're looking into what the position entails. A lot of time, they'll tell you on the website. Um, You're asking people who have done the position before. You're reaching out to company members. You're doing all this uh, preparation work before you even audition, but definitely before you agree to a contract or sign a contract of any kind. I will tell you that there is nothing worse than feeling stuck in a job that you feel cheated into where you didn't get all the information. Maybe you did get all the information and you chose to ignore it or you didn't prepare for it, but still you're stuck in this job for a full year and you're counting down the days for it to be over and you fulfill that commitment. And that is no fun at all. So I want to help you stay away from this. And a way to do that is to just ask some questions. So what is the commitment and responsibilities? That's a great place to start. You, is it, uh, what's the time length? Is it six months? Is it a year? Uh, is there a weekly schedule, right? Are you supposed to be there every day the company is? So if it's a, um, you know, a dance company position where you have to show up for class every day, you have to learn all the rep, right? Are there, are you with the company all day or are you doing your own separate thing for portions of the day? Right? Um, Responsibilities outside of the studio, right? So if you have to do other work other than just dance, um, maybe you have to work a desk. That's usually how work study works. If the company is with a studio, they'll exchange you working the front desk for free class. Um, Not free class, you're working. So, I mean, exchange, it's a little trade. Um, Maybe you have to run the social media account. Maybe that's your responsibility. is there other admin work will you have to get another job to support yourself probably yes if it's an apprenticeship internship or work study you probably definitely have other jobs to support yourself but maybe it's paid this is pretty rare in apprenticeships but you know some are not paid most probably aren't paid but maybe some are paid for performances so if you go on stage they'll give you uh, a check right or maybe they offer a stipend per month. Um, so you're not being paid a lot, but at least you're getting a little bit of extra income. And once again, are there trades? Are you trading your time in the studio to teach? Or maybe you're teaching and that's what brings in some extra income, but it's a part of the company. They're so It's so complex. There's so many different possibilities that people can create within their apprenticeship programs. Um, And, you know, I'm not here, hopefully you all know this if you've been following along in the podcast for a while, I'm not here to tell you what to do on your journey. I never want to say don't do that, don't make that choice. I just want you to be informed enough to make good choices that are going to work for you, right? Um, If you're, but if you are working in providing a service, I believe that you should be compensated, And ideally, compensated financially, right? You should be getting paid to dance. That's what you are there to do. However, these uh, positions, they can offer a variety of other things. There's other benefits that come from doing apprenticeships, internships, right? Um, For me, one of the big ones was an opportunity to hone skills. So a couple years ago, I was working with an incredible company called the Cambrians. Um, They're Chicago-based. And I was hired as an apprentice and I was paid. It was a short contract, so it was a small stipend. But at least I was compensated in some way for my time, right? So I wasn't just like constantly searching for cash to survive. But I got to hone the skills of being a understudy and a swing, which have paid off immensely in my own career. So I got to work with um, Chicago dancers I really admired and... um really looked up to, got to work with choreographers that I really liked and was interested in working with in the future. Um, But learning how to be a swing, learning how to pick up choreography quicker because you had to, uh, it's, I mean, I'll do a whole other episode on being a swing and the value of that. But having that experience prepared me for performing eight roles six times a week in a show in New York City. Right, I learned how my mind worked and how I needed to pick up information in order to uh, get the job done. And swings are paid a good amount of money for their job if you have a good swing gig and people understand the value of swings. Um, So it's a great skill to have, and that was what was so special for me and why I was happy I took that apprenticeship. Um, But there's also opportunities to develop your artistry. So if you're going back to the episode where I talked about Um, stop dancing like a student, you have time to work and watch real company dancers daily and see how they work, see how they get the job done and pull from them, right? Use them as your teachers on, oh, this is how you become, uh, you go from student to artist. And if nothing else, you're going to build your resume, especially if you're performing. You can put all that rep on there or just put, I worked with this company for a year and they liked me a lot. Hopefully, right? Other than that the benefits can include you know the potential of networking um, or building relationships. So if you are going for one company, of course there's those relationships within the company members or the artistic director. but if it's a rep based company, maybe you're getting close to a choreographer that comes in. And if you don't book the job with that company after your contract is up as an apprentice, maybe you're reaching out to them and saying, hey, do you have any work? and um, developing a a working relationship with them and really launching your career in that direction. You really don't know, but maybe you find a choreographer you really love and want to invest in, and that's super special. If nothing, that's what I've seen a lot come out of apprenticeships um, in the past. If you get anything from this episode, I want you to understand that there is a slim possibility of this apprenticeship or this internship actually leading to a job with that company, right? I would encourage you not to accept an internship or apprenticeship in the hopes of that leading to a position in the company. More often than not, and I say that because more often than not, it doesn't. I think that this is where it gets really confusing, and I think this is where these apprenticeship and internship programs can become misleading, is that there's this idea of this hierarchy where you invest in being an apprentice, and that definitely means you're going to become a company member with that company. And the people I have seen do that, a lot of the times it comes down to just plain luck. Yes, they are talented. You have to be talented and you have to fit in with the um, look of the company. But if it's there's no spots available, if no one's leaving mid-season or no one is uh, getting ready to leave, so a company member says, this is my last year, and the company director, or rehearsal director can start getting you ready to fill that space, they're you're probably not going to, they're probably not going to create a position for you, right? They're not going to just find a a good paycheck out of thin air. Um, And like I said, the times I have seen it happen, people are leaving mid-season, and they happen to know that specific role, and all the stars just happen to align. So that can happen. I don't want to say it doesn't, but more often than not, it's about timing, it's about being in the right place at the right time um, and people leaving apprenticeships without a job in that company and they go on to do other things, which is fine. But I don't want you to be resentful when your year ends and there's no positions available and you feel misled or lied to because, I mean, on from the company side, there's nothing they can do. No one's left. Everyone, they like everyone they have working for them. What are they supposed to do, right? Um, so if that's the reason you're going for a pr- apprenticeship and that's the only reason I would try to find some different reasons and I would also try to, um, see what other options you have available to you first. Uh, so as we go, uh, continue to go further into audition season, keep looking out for those options and keep asking good questions, reach out to people who have had the job before, and ask them specifically about the responsibilities they had in that similar position, right? You can ask them what they thought, how it was for them, but like we just said, some people can be resentful or if something doesn't go their way or they don't get along with um, people in the company or the director, they'll have their own biases, right? And I'm definitely here for you to have your own experience, have your own journey with the company. So, Ask what the responsibilities are, and then you'll have enough information to make a informed decision moving forward. So get all the information, ask those tough questions, and then decide what this really does for you and your path, right? And most likely in the end, you'll be happy with the outcome, whether you book the job in the end or not. Uh, but that's all I have for you today. If you love this episode, please let us know. Give us a follow on Breaking the Wall podcast on Instagram or my own personal Instagram at it's Brandon Coleman. And other than that, leave us a review, and I will see you in a- another episode. Bye, everybody.